Hey guys, how are you? Crafty here from Craftworks Distillery and Aussie Crafts. And now it's time for Throw the Todd Under the Bus. There's only one word from. He's an asshole. He's a real big asshole. At least least I get to have a bit of a time to build up. (laughs) Hey, guys, welcome to Craftworks. No, it's not (laughs) Craftworks. You idiot. I'll take over. That's it. You're right. I'll take over. (laughs) Good evening, all. We'll start again. Uh, First of all, rest assured, we have not actually had any alcohol yet. Okay. (laughs) No. Well, he had now. Uh, so this is Aussie Craft Distillers Shooting the Shit. For those that don't know, it's a podcast, uh, YouTube channel, and we shoot the shit. We have conversations with people in the industry, uh, in Australia, but also internationally as well. So tonight, we've got our good friend Mick from Imbue Distillery down in Victoria. G'day, Mick. How are you, bud? I'm amazing. Sweating my ass off right now, but that's okay. It's a... <laughs> Good night, Well, maybe, maybe, but if I do get up, uh, don't look at the bottoms because I may have, <laughs> may have my pajamas on because it's so hot. <laughs> Your back is not working too well. I love it. I love it. Oh, look, this is this is my shed, and certainly I've done the podcast a few times without pants. So there's something you think about. No, go. it's not. Nothing about, <laughs> nothing about it at all. I can tell you that. Nothing to look at. So this 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 is actually a first, we believe. So um, Todd, what's the first? Yes. So the first is it's the first time all three of us been in the same room at the same time. Luke and I have been in the room together. Some of our best work with with the two of us in the room. Buffett and I have been in the room together. Doubtful whether that was our best work, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we're all here tonight. Um, We've got some great products to try. So uh, first of all, a big thank you Mm. to Mick and Mel. Uh, They sent us some samples. Not one, not two. Not three. Jesus nearly spilt it. Not four, yeah. not five. That's six samples. Six Yay. samples. Um, there one, you go. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yeah, look, at you, look at you counting. Yeah, That's I know. Sick. Impressive. So, Did you notice he went to the second hand, though? Yeah. I did. Notice, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lucky you didn't give us 13. You'll be really lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's good life. It's good life, isn't it? Yeah. You just see him counting like it doesn't have a leg on it. Yeah, it makes makes a difference. So tonight, there's another first tonight, and the the other first is got no idea. No, no, you do. Do I? Yeah, because we've been talking about it. What What are we going to do? Oh yeah, I think I actually we're going to critique Imbue's releases. Juice, juice. Yeah, they haven't been released yet. So if you guys give it a hard. A hard right. grab. We're just we're just going to not release that barrel. It's, it's going to be another five years before the bucket comes out. 
Uh, we're going, think, to, we're going to critique something on live, live on telly. We're I think the telly? trick with the... <laughs> what's what's it, telly? It's, it's not whatever. a telly. It's a bloody uh, screen. It looks like a little screen there. Uh, talk this, to the side. This is going well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get going, guys. All right. Mick, what do you what do you got in the glass, mate? What are you drinking? Uh, I've actually... I've got... You don't want to see what I've got going, going on right now. I'm actually drinking, funnily enough, a couple of things. Uh, I've got a friend out in... I'm going to see if you can see that. This is, oh, I don't know if you can be able to see it. This is actually from Noble Bootlegger. So this is one of their whiskey releases. So I was very lucky to score one of their releases. So this was a four-year age whiskey, and then they've aged it for another 12 months in a Pedro barrel. So it's very beautiful juice. Wow, yeah. Dan and Chris out at uh, Noble in Bendigo. In Bendigo. Yeah, yeah, so I've got got that in one glass, and I've actually got... uh, some outcasts in the other one because I couldn't. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry. Awesome. I've got, awesome. I've, got a, I've got a bit going on right now. So oh, he's a bit of a loser, that guy. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. He's very short. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, we actually are good friends, just in case. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're good. You're off the Christmas card list now. Hang on. I'm oh, sorry, Lee. Sorry. What? No, no, I didn't say that. No, I didn't. You said you're vertically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no more Christmas card list for me. <laughs> Have you tried his beer? No, no, I haven't. It's yeah, beer ski. We we went down. We did a road trip, as you know. Uh, yeah, and it was an awesome road trip. Uh, Todd and I and and Rog from the shed. And uh, yeah, so we so we caught up with Lee. Um, and we had a great time and tried his beer. It was very cool, very very cool. Uh, I think he's on to something there, which is um, yeah. Beer's actually harder than spirits. I think bullshit. <laughs> Fuck out of the room. Get the get the get the. Oh, you dribble, you dribbling shit. You dribbling shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. right away it's crap if it's beer you got 21 days and then it's crap so yeah yeah no, absolutely there's no do. mystery with it yeah well it, it raises a good point um we'll kick this off but i'd like to cover this topic so there's a bit of an economic uh downturn right mm. and we're in the business of luxury goods in some ways right um but with production Breweries and white spirit uh, producers, they can turn on and off their production based on the, you know, what, where they are in the business and, and the economic um, climate. But brown spirits, as you well know, we can't. We're making decisions now for four years down the track plus, aren't we? Yeah. So what's, your, what's your take on all that? I, look, I, I'm actually at the struggle end of it when looking at it from a financial point of view, which we struggled through about three years ago. We put a a fair bit of juice down about three years ago and then we financially couldn't afford to. And part of the reason we haven't released whiskey as yet uh, is because the exact reason that we couldn't, we couldn't financially do it. And I think it, it does make it hard having to forecast three or four years down the track. And I think, in three or four years, if we stop putting juice down now, we're fucked. Mm. In, in essence, uh, breweries are definitely 
and it's a cheaper price point as well, even though it's not really, but it kind of is. You look at the average slab price, about 80 bucks for a craft slab versus a bottle of gin for 70, 80 bucks. It's pretty, or, or whiskey at 100 bucks. It's about the same price per drink. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I, I don't think, I think their costs are higher generally because of the way they operate. We, as distillers, operate on a smaller crew, and I think yeah. we typically can roll with the punches easier than a brewery can. Mm, there's, a, but, there's a lot of pressure in uh, craft brewing segment. Um, now, I've talked to people in the industry, and you know, a lot of breweries have, have gone the wholesale route, and the wholesale mm. route is completely and utterly saturated. Um, so having your own brew, brew pub presence and your local community is absolutely essential and fundamental to survival uh, going forward. I'm hearing that time and time again now. Yeah. Well, we do a bit of work with a couple of local breweries. We do one some with, uh, oh, shit, what is it called? <laughs> Hop Hand down in Lilydale. We've right. also worked closely with Golden Hills, which is just over the hill from us, uh, oh, three or four kilometres away as, as the crow flies. And I think a lot of it's based on whether or not people like your juice. And if you're in a very Bogan area, that's fancy for Bogan. <laughs> if you're in a very Bogan area, some of the craft breweries don't do as well as they could. And I think, you know, Diamond Creek, uh, where Golden Hills is, it's a great little setup. It's very big. Their beer, mm. I really, really rate their beer, uh, but I'm not 100% sure if too many of the locals do. So it's it's one of those situations where they want the Carlton draft, but they're getting, you know, their version of the draft, which for me is a much better drink to have, yeah. whether or not those cashed up bogans actually want to pay it or not. Yeah, right. Um, let's... Uh comment on your your first um barrel that we tasted barrel which one's that 10 which one again 10 10 very aromatic 44 percent 44 percent yeah that's and that's a what was that it was a, re a port barrel uh that's an australian sherry barrel that's been recouped and uh that's actually sorry first fill for that one uh, first fill. yeah yeah, it's so aromatic. It's aromatic, so yeah, we all agree. It's really aromatic, and it's really buttery. Mm. Really buttery, mm. and that, yeah, that's really, really creamy. That's 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 got beautiful mouthfeel. Yeah, and it's a nice yeah. taste. Very so it's a single malt. Eggs on it. It's 100% single malt. So I've used a, a Pilsen malt on that one. Right. In our crackle mash tun, we've got a 250 liter mash tun, so it takes quite a while for us to fill fill a 100 yeah. liter barrel, which this one is. It took uh, took a couple of days for me to do it, which was, um, but it, it tastes all right. And that's it's, and that's straight from the barrel now. Mm -hmm. Like a yeah, that uh, I gave it a bit of a bit of a shaky shaky and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> did my classic siphon out of my four mil hose. So if there's a bit of slobber on the end of the uh, thing, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I was wondering what that. Saliva just adds another mm. dimension. Hey, it's oh, good enough. Bit of big It's good it enough for anyone else. <laughs> it's cream of some young guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's very funny live, isn't he? <laughs> He's a resident comedian he needs, now. He needs an audience. <laughs> That's the problem. We don't have enough viewers to be an audience. I'll come to your stand-up routine. <laughs> 
Mate, that's a thumbs up. That's a thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Oh, yeah. oh, good. I was a bit, I was a little bit worried it's a little bit one dimensional. That's why part of the reason. So it's that's three. Easy drinker. Um, it's not one dimensional, not at all. No, it's an easy drinker. It's, it's, it's got a decent length on it. Summary. Doesn't fall off a cliff like some that we've tried. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's got a lot of length, a lot of length, as Todd said, and it's also it hits you in the front of the mouth, not at the back. It's more at the front. Yeah. And, no, 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 no. We're gonna yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to try it again. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, it hits you in the mouth, and it sits in the front. Something in the. Oh, I can't quite take both. It's cream. All right. I don't want to say it's just a little bit. Not much. Whoa, that's fine. So while we're doing this, for those that don't know imbue and the story, why don't what do you mean soda? Creaming soda. Yeah. Creaming soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. It's creaming soda, not cream some young guy. Look, you can take your pick what you put on the line. Hang on. Some young guy sounds like a Chinese. Oh, this is bad. We get, we have to edit this Where's one. Where's that dumb button? <laughs> we got to edit this one. We're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> what, are these, what are these things coming up? Oh, shit. Okay. Wait, oh, wait, we, got, oh, so we got people watching. Uh, we do. The three wise men. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an oxymoron if I've ever seen one. I thought that some young guy was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's definitely on the nose. It's creaming soda. That's what I get. Mm. Yeah, it's it's almost got a wheaty um, note to it um, on the nose. I, I thought, oh, it's 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 got it's barley and wheat, but that's one hundred percent barley. Yeah, wow. Yeah, one hundred percent barley. And did you say pilsner or yeah, or, pilsner. Uh, yeah, yeah pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> I've played around with a lot of the barrels. This is one I did about three years ago. So actually, actually had to go back and go, shit, what was that one? <laughs> it's got a it's got an acetone um nose on it which is mm. not a bad thing it's no, it's, it's a it's a style uh so, so no, acetone is sort of nail polish um remover but it's not a bad thing it's it's something which people it's quite yeah they, they, they seek out in in yeah, whiskies but it's not a strong it's it's there just sort of in the background it's not forward mm. no it's juicy it's, it's more creamy soda <coughs> forward for me on the <coughs> nose no that's really good yeah, yeah it's I'm enjoying all right so while we pour our second one uh tell us a bit about imbue uh, tell us about how you and, and mel got together too oh, okay. so, yeah all right so i'll tell you because she's not here so i'll tell you the uh the honest honest to god real story i was a horny young guy no i i worked at a wholesale bakery in melbourne and i was managing their wholesale division and they moved me to a small store to manage that and i was super excited by that they gave me a company car but uh i could only literally drive it to the shop and back but i realized because i'm such a tight ass that if i drove past their other shop i could get a free cup of coffee on a sunday when there was right. no managers around. And Mel, funnily enough, was the barista behind the coffee machine. So I used to sit on the stairs behind the coffee machine and uh, and just talk shit with her. And it was uh, a, a couple of times I was like, oh, hang on, she's, she's a bit of a right. And so I started asking around the head office, Kayla, 
who was uh, one of her friends and also one of mine because I worked in the head office. And I said, oh, what's going on with Mel? She seems quite nice. And she said to me that oh, her dad's heavily religious. She's a vegan and, um, yeah, she's a vegan and, I don't know, she doesn't do a lot. Um, okay, you know, okay, two strikes, vegan and you know, hair really religious, but got to know her a little bit more, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I can kind of get over that. She's all right. Yeah. And in on the other end of the scale, I found out that uh, she was asking about me, which uh, you know, why wouldn't she? I mean, I was pretty hot at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Did so, you have more or, or less hair? I had. I actually had uh, about the same amount of hair as what I've got. I had less facial hair and probably less body hair, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> these things happen. And one day I was down at the shop just about to leave. This is down in Brighton in Melbourne, Brighton, and she waddles through the door. And I'm like, I actually didn't see her come through the door. I hopped in the car and I drove around the corner and I saw her across the road. So I made up some bullshit excuse to go back in and buy some very, very overpriced eggs on my very dismal wage. And uh, she was in there. So I started talking to her and she invited me to her birthday party for a 22nd birthday party. And I was like, oh, shit, this is all right. And I I thought it was a bit fleeting. So I asked Kayla, who worked in head office, I said, oh, what's, uh, you know, apparently it's Melanie's birthday and uh, are you going to go? And she said, no, but I think you really should go. And I said, oh, really? I don't know. I'm not going to know anyone. So anyway, I told my dad and I said, oh, look, uh, I think I've met someone, but I'm not really sure. And they've invited me to a birthday party. And before I could say cat in the hat, my stepmom had handed me 50 bucks and said, you look like shit, go and get a haircut. So <laughs> I went and got a haircut and then... I went to my uh, my mum's house and she said, "Oh well, you can't wear that." So she went. Mum went out and bought me a brand new shirt. <laughs> said, we can't. You got to wear this. And uh, anyway, everyone was uh, rooting for me to try and get uh, get a root, I guess. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can see that one coming. <laughs> you might want to retract the waddle statement, though. I think that's <laughs> that's going to get you in trouble later on. <laughs> it will. It will. <laughs> Yeah, well, so anyway, I went along and uh, we just hit it off. So we absolutely hit it off and we spent uh, every night together for about three weeks and I shot off to Tasmania for about a week and every day we spoke for about three hours until my phone went flat. And we pretty much didn't didn't spend a night apart. It was absolutely, except for that trip to Tassie, we just both were in a really good headspace. Yeah, we hit it off. Uh, a few months later, we moved in together, and she's honestly, uh, she's amazing. She's been my rock uh, through everything I've ever wanted to push myself with. She's been there to kind of encourage me, support me, and uh, I, I hope I'm hers, but I really don't know. I think, you know, she's still here after 15 years, so I guess I'm not, uh, it's either that or there's not enough money that she wants to leave me for someone else. <laughs> So, and you work with each other, uh, you know, day in and day out, you, you've got your business. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't work with my wife. Well, I, I do. Well, she'd kill you. She'd kill me. She kills me anyway. Um, yeah. Um, how do you do it? What's the secret? How do you get space? I, I think it just respect. We, I, I've got a very, my, 
stepmom is a very, very logical person and she always comes up with these very kind of, I call them, I don't know, just great statements. And she said, when you're in a relationship, you've got to, and you're not feeling the best, you've got to say, is this an us problem or is this a external problem? And every time Mel and I have had an issue, we say to each other exactly that, is this an us? Is this a me or is this an outside? And nine, 99% of the time, it's an external thing. And we just talk about it and we come to uh, a way of just working through it. And I think it's absolutely awesome. She's she's friggin' amazing. She's uh, she's very, very solid and she's very, very smart. So it kind of makes me wonder why I, I managed to score someone so far up the ladder than me. But I don't know. Well... <laughs> I think that's the end of the Love Mel show. Shall we move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. I can't blow any more smoke up that ring. <laughs> yeah. Mate, right, so we're now drinking the next one. Uh, yeah, okay. Which one? Barrel 33. Barrel no, 33? No, barrel You mix them up there. Oh, which one? Oh, it's barrel 8, is it? Oh, you got barrel, barrel 8. eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting that. on the nose, and this is something I look for in, in whiskey. I love it. Pastry. Oh, which one did you pull? Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. 49%. Barrel eight, it's 49%. oh, yeah, okay. Barrel eight. So, yeah, I love pastry, um, mm. uh, bakery goods. Um, mm. I think uh, Christy, uh, Christy Lark from Clara nails the bakery thing. Um, I thought she just ate a lot of uh, croissants just before she was doing a match. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a DM later, and she's gonna keep yeah. Um, But we've got it in Craftworks, and it's a, it's a really croissants. Croissants. You say croissants. I say croissants. We don't have them in Craftworks. You never give me that sort of stuff. No, no. We have it as a flavor identifier. Oh, okay. All right. But it's 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 very fleeting. It's sort of in and out. Um, which I'm intrigued. I don't know how we've done that, but we have. But yeah, pastry. I get pastry on the nose. What do, What do you get? Yep. yep. Sort no, of an no. icing, icing bun. Sort of a um, a French. Um, what do you call those things? The brioche. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, 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 not so much brioche. More a um, just an iced, an the iced croissant. The croissant with the oh, macaron. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Those. Yeah. What that was that was, language you just spoke? I think that was Bogan. <laughs> that was Bogan. Bogan uh, French. French. <laughs> uh, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah, oh, good on you. <laughs> so once again, this is straight out of the barrel. And uh, so what I've done, that went into the barrel at about 53%. And we lost about 15 litres so of evaporation over the three years that's been in there. So then I topped that up with uh, Yarra Valley's Finest about six months ago, and All that right. brought it down to the ABV it's at the moment. So I'm not sure where we're going to sit with the ABV when we've released that. It 49%. It doesn't drink like a 49%. It, um, so you're, you're it's a, a bit more spicy. You're exploring something which I'm quite yes. fascinated by. Um, in it, mainly what I see in the US at lower barreling strengths than some of the craft distilleries, um, and actually dropping the ABV in the barrel, which is something we want to start playing around with. Um, I've we used to barrel at about 64.5, um, 
cast strength now we're we're barreling close to 60 uh, about 61 um but this concept of more water soluble compounds um you know by having water in the barrel and rather than shock the whiskey at the end by adding water but to do it gently in the barrel before you you come to actual release i, I think it's a really interesting approach so yeah hats off mate hats off on that one it is a more expensive way to go but i think that it uh it, the juice is starting to show really really well some of our bourbon barrels that we've had our 200 liter bourbon barrels have been doing the same thing with yeah they're absolutely cracking and there's some beautiful banana notes there's some really really nice you know subtle subtle uh stone fruits and some yeah. subtle citrus and yeah, some tobacco it's a really really interesting notes coming through but yeah. i know that at the end the abv is going to talk and i won't have to cut it that much but if you look if, if i'd gone in higher i could have got 200 bottles out of that out of that barrel yeah and we're looking probably 130 140 because i'm not going to um i'm not going to cut it that much so it is a more expensive way to do it because you're sitting mm. on the juice for so long in the space and all the rest of it but it's old school american whiskey barreling approach mm. um, which is cool yeah it's really cool um you know the, the the concept of going in at a higher abv is really it was driven by efficiency um yeah way back you know you use less barrels basically um mm -hmm. But um, yeah, mate, that's. And what sort of a what barrel is all. that in? <laughs> yeah, sure. I think that one's a sherry. So on the back sherry of the bottle, it should say yeah. you've okay, right. yep. chicken scratch. It should be sherry or port. I think the first one you tried was a port. Now that I'm looking at it, I know the second one that yeah, it's a sherry barrel. So they're very um, yeah, very, but very there's still whiskey. a underlying consistency between that. Like they're mm. similar. There's a DNA. There's yeah. a DNA in them. Yeah. Absolutely, but then. The subtle change of the barrel certainly is it pilsner this one as well yeah it's yeah. the same i kept i kept the same 15 barrels at the start I, I after i went really really crazy which i'll go into a bit of detail with if you're interested uh i had to taper it back i really looked at a lot of our whiskies in that chefy approach because mel and i you know chef and uh, pastry chef looking at yep. the flavors that we can get with the spirits and, yeah, uh, mm. I, yeah. I had to pull that back because our first releases are nowhere near what I can't go can't go to market with our first release, our actual first box barrels. They're absolutely yeah, beautiful, but crazy. I'll tell you a story. So, um, barrel one at Craftworks is five five years old. Was was yeah. five five years old, right? Hear where this story's going? Yeah. And um, just don't like it. We liked it at two years, and we had people try it, and they go, "Oh, bottle it now, bottle it now." And it, so it was the I am flavor profile, which is a base and roasted malts, loosely based on a stout recipe to start with, um, in a bourbon cask, right? Yep. In a uh, a recoupered bourbon cask, and. At the two-year mark, it was like, yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's see how it develops. Um, and every time we've tasted it since then, we go, yeah, no, nah. yeah, no. Nah. So a month ago, two months ago, we decided we're going to recask it. Longer, actually. We're going to recask it. Not happy mm. with it. Um, and we've actually got another bourbon cask, which is a Jack Daniels 
um, 150 year anniversary release um, cask. And that, that was a special cask. And that's I am in a bourbon cask. And we don't like it. So our I am profile does not work in bourbon casks. We now know that for a fact. But, but what I did is I pulled it down five five years old, right? I pulled it down and I had a little uh, brain fart. No, be, uh, it wasn't a brain fart. Was from two, I have them daily. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a 20 half, liter. Half the people that work in the distillery thought it was a brain fart. Yeah, okay. well, I hadn't thought it through. Anyway, it was a 20, it was, it was a 20 liter cask that was just over two years old. It was sort of the last of my 20s. Um, and I tasted it. I didn't know what to do with it. So I thought, oh, fuck it. I'll throw it in with the with the other one. <laughs> so I took a five-year whiskey and, and two-year two two year. whiskey. Oh, you <laughs> could have at least started off as a billionaire making a hairline. Oh, God. Anyway, it's it's I, great. We recast it. Um, what did I cast it into? I can't even remember now. I don't know. I what? lost it. We've got it written down somewhere. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so my, my story, my, my story is, um, where did it go with this? I don't know. But the mash bills, what we, our, our, our learnings are <laughs> not, your mash bills don't necessarily work with all types of uh, barrels. Um, and so, yeah, barrel one, which is five years, you know, backing this, the start of it, we slaughtered it. <laughs> and you say we, you. No, me, me. Yeah, yeah I own up to it. <laughs> yeah. So that Thank has you. the only good thing about that story is I was not in the shed the day it happened. So <laughs> 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 certain, 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 certain Mrs. Certain Crafty. Mrs. Crafty yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that that has a, a real um, pepperiness, mm. a very long pepperiness on the finish. Mm. Like it, it, it's almost like a um, almost like a Szechuan pepper on the tip of your tongue. It lasts Quite a while. fruity. Mm. Fruity pepper. Fruity pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Like lots. Like. Thumbs like up. That's another thumb that's, up. That's, that's, we only have one score. It's either that or that. Yeah, there, there's nothing good. in between. <laughs> oh, well, you got you got to try number 33 now. Yeah, we are. Go. Let's go All for right. it, boys. Gonna... Right. While you're getting your sample ready, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about some of our barrels. It's ridiculous. So we've, we've looked at – I'm trying to look at our pot trying to look at it more of a yeah. holistic approach as in I keep the ABV low, but also going, okay, what do these grains impermeate at the end? And, yeah. you know, we boiled a hype of grains and I'd eat them and all that kind of shit. And yeah. long and the short of it, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put rye in everything. I'm going to go 15% rye and I'm going to a bit of chocolate malt. I'm going to go this, I'm going to go that. Yep. And a bit of biscuit malt because I love the, you know, the biscuity kind of flavours you get from that from Stewie out at uh, Voyager there. Yep. And it was absolutely beautiful. The The new make was sensational. Like I was drinking that like it was going out of fashion and Mel said, you're an idiot. It's uh, It's got to go in a barrel. And I'm like, no, nah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Anyway, long and the short of it, uh, put it into a barrel. And I actually use ex-Starwood barrels, threw oh, yeah. it in. Because I'm not uh, on the flip side. So some of our first releases are actually fresh new barrels on oh, first first generation spirit barrels right. but everything else since then i've actually mm. taken that back and gone i want to be second or third generation barrels which is going to impede a little bit on our flavor but i'm not much for those heavy tobacco notes those heavy yeah. 
you know those you know cedar notes the the vanilla kind of cedary notes yeah. and i wanted to pull that back and let the spirit talk a little bit more but uh, oh, our yeah. first seven barrels that we did i've actually pulled a lot of that back and thrown that with and this is you know people are going to probably cast me down for this but i actually mixed it with some of the uh, the the spirit that they use for the starwood twofold from an yeah, ill yeah. yeah. so i've actually yeah. mixed it with that and i actually use that to season my barrel so mm. whilst i'm waiting until i've made the spirit uh I, my barrels i just buy the barrels in bulk about 10 or 15 barrels at a time and while i'm waiting for the me to make the spirit and distill the spirit uh, it's aging this spirit's just aging and then when my spirit's ready i just empty that shit out that's my like master stock yeah, yeah. i just kind of roll that through so our first releases of whiskey aren't <laughs> they're never going to happen they're pretty much just a master stock now for yeah. aging our uh, or just kind of keeping our, our barrels wet which could taste absolutely amazing in about five or ten years we're not really sure but I figure that's five or ten years down the track. So the master stock. So you're applying culinary techniques there. So your your master stock. Each time you're going from barrel to barrel, you're picking up difference and building complexity off the various barrels. Correct. So but that cool. that is then impermeating on the next barrel. Mm, so if yeah. I'm buying second or third generation bourbon barrels, which sometimes don't have a huge amount in them. Yeah. This master stock's going to kind of coat them, flavor them a little bit, and then I'll just rip that out and then load my own stuff and cross my fingers. <laughs> Let's bring down the cone of silence for a sec. Right? Okay, no, it's yeah, right. So Shh, I'm just going to pause. Yeah, yeah, it's all on pause. I wouldn't tell anyone that technique. Shh, keep that one to yourself. Okay, cone of silence up. Oh. <laughs> but that's no, impressive. I Oh, and how, what you don't you don't like it? It's uh, I don't know. I I just find it interesting. Like some no, some I love it. no, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is you've got so a the cone of silence coming down. He, he didn't hear what you said. Oh, the cone. Of, so it we brought we quiet. we bought the cone of silence down. So we're gonna have uh, a, no one else will know. No one else will know. No one else would know apart from the four of us. And I said, don't tell anyone because fuck, that's a secret, right? Don't tell anyone. The joke is, you've told everyone. <laughs> I was I was actually actually quite surprised. I went up to see Adam up at oh god, I've got a um what's his called? Southern what's it called? Um he's in Queensland. Fucking hell, what's his name? Adam oh, um uh, rum. Um, yeah Adam Chapman. Yeah. Adam Chapman. So yeah. Mel and I went up to Queensland in January, first holiday we've had for quite a while. Yeah. We we popped in to see Adam and he's we were just generally talking and I said, Oh, you know, I'm been starting to do this master stock and he goes, Oh, shut the front gate. I'm like, I do that as well. I'm like, it just makes sense. Like it, it just does. it you can buy the shittiest barrel you want as long as it's you know within reason and yeah. it just uh yeah and then we're impermeating our own flavors and boosting it and then 15 years time that master stock is going to be what i'm going to drink <laughs> it's you know if you take the concept i pronounced it wrong uh praxit which was banned in in scotland which is basically yeah boiled up sherry concentrated syrup then pumped into barrels under pressure and it was a Scottish technique to season barrels that, that came across 
from uh, uh, from um, Spain, but um, it got banned because it was classed as an additive approach to making whiskey. Um, Praxit, we we played around with it, but not so much. Um, but the concept of seasoning a barrel uh, makes so much sense. Mm. And the master yeah. stock approach that you're talking about is sort of another level because mm. you're pulling out of each of the barrels something. So, yeah, that'd be also a good way to save barrels that you don't quite have enough spirit for. Yeah, well, that's so another way. Try. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Just saying. Yeah. That is rich. Oh, so what are we on? What is it? So barrel 33. <laughs> 33, which is XP third. That's a, yeah, so that is an X bourbon barrel. So Rye, Ian down at um, Gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought a few barrels from him. I've actually bought a number of barrels from him. Super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, haven't done anything to the barrels, literally just loaded my juice into them. So that spirit was in there for about 12 months. And then what we did is we moved from that into a brandy barrel, which was also super yum. And after that, it's been, so it was 12 months in bourbon, about 12 months in a brandy barrel. And then after that, we've thrown it about six months in a Pedro barrel. And Just, uh, just because it didn't have enough flavour already. Yeah, I just, I, I've been watching quite a few, yeah, yeah, been watching quite a few YouTube things and a few random things about whiskey and there seems to be that balance between having the sherry and the bourbon and the port or the brandy, kind of the three different stages kind of kicking into a spirit. Mm -hmm. So we were playing around with, we've been playing around with that at Imbue and I'm really impressed with the, with what's coming out. It is, uh, it's different. You've got a, very jammy, very jammy, but, but it's got a toast, a toasted note in there. Like, um, oh, what is it? Like, what you're, is making it? Me pour, you're making me pour it out. <laughs> it's it's in the back. It's a toast. It's like a roasted. It's like a roasted malt. That's what it's like. But this is a pilsner as well. That's a pilsner as well. Jesus. Wow. So super simple. It's not so much about the grain it's more about the technique that we've been uh, mm. messing with. you're uh, you're applying um um armagnac cognac techniques a little bit mm. yeah mm. my dad would go nuts over that fuck me yeah so that's um it's alley for like jamie can mm. you make a bad whiskey <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you know we do. That's my master stock. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's a double thumbs up. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Uh, Mate, thank you. You're you're coming out of the blocks. That's three for three. You're not yeah. fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we haven't that's, we haven't been fucking around since we started. I don't think, but uh, that's awesome, mate. That, and I'm yeah. not I'm not pissing in your pocket. That is seriously awesome juice. All three mm. of them. That's thank um. You. Have you that's tried what that's, that's that's not a you know just a straight pilsner into a single cask and release it cast strength and no that's 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 got a lot of complexity. Mm. I mean if you gave that to someone and said guess the age, you wouldn't. I don't know. 
it's not young. It's uh, still super juicy for the that ABV as well. It's yeah, really that's what she said. Down nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I got it. I heard. I, I missed it. Sorry. I was. What was? What was the line? That's what she said. <laughs> Super juicy. Oh, that is. Mm. That's huge complexity at a low ABV. That's. Yeah. We're we're learning Fantastic. something here. Yeah. Super easy to like all of these. You can comfortably knock back a number of them. Dangerous. Very dangerous. Now, I'm going to throw it out there. Did I give you one of the one of our bourbons? I think you did. This light one. Yeah, look yeah give, no, give that a go. It does look like piss at the moment, but um, give that a note. This is a bourbon. Very light. The piss-coloured one. Yeah, yeah the yeah. piss-coloured one. <laughs> Pretty much is. Sort of. Yeah. It's dry. It's, it's, it's a slightly waterlogged. While we're doing this, what comments have we got from our five people watching? Finger bums. Finger bum. From that had to be Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, I got a funny story I heard it uh, today. So a man goes to the doctor, and uh, he says, "Oh, I've, I've got, my bum hurts. I'm not, um, I'm not kind of like I don't really know what's going on." The doctor says, "Okay, pull your pull your strides down. Let's have a look." And the doctor goes, well, "What am I looking at?" And he goes, "Well, near the entrance there." And the doctor says, "I'm going to stop you right there." While you're calling at the entrance, of course you're going to have pain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's just lowered the tone. <laughs> I thought we did that on our own. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. All <laughs> right, let's try this bourbon. Right, so we're trying. Uh, barrel number 39, bourbon cars 56.6. Right, so why he's doing that, tell us about Imbued for those that don't know. Tell us who, who you are, what you do, and where you're going. All right, so Imbued Distillery is Mal and I, it's our brainchild. We started it in 2000, we had the concept in 2016. We started going through all the paperwork and all the bullshit in 17. And then we got uh, tarted around by the councils. We launched officially middle 18-ish. Yeah. And uh, we always set out not to – we sell a lot of gin. I'm not, not going to hide that. No, but no. Uh, for us, yeah. we, it's very important to not just be a gin distillery. We want to be a distillery. We want to mess around and play around with whatever – Someone gives us a bunch of peaches, we're going to play around with it. Someone gives us sugar, we're going to play around with it. Yep. We uh, are not afraid with playing around with flavours. We're not afraid of foraging and using stuff that people say we shouldn't. There's four of us in the business now. So Mel and I started it and uh, due to poor, poor planning and uh, chef and baker's wage, we ran out of money after about, I don't know, eight months. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, good friends of ours, which have been helping us every weekend, came and bought into the business. Luke and Nikki, All right? Yeah, absolutely, they were a lifesaver. Was that they gave us time? So when they bought into the business, we we essentially bought time, and it was the best decision. We've been friends with these guys for over twenty years, salt to the earth kind of guys, and we absolutely love. Oh, Mel's online. Mel, tell us she she should join. What are you doing saying hi? Just join. <laughs> and, yeah, so they joined, they joined the business. 
and they all help uh, Nikki, Luke, and Mel all keep me from making stupid decisions constantly. Because for me, I'm just like a bunny rabbit. I'm just going to try everything, give it all a go. And they keep me kind of grounded a little bit to make, make sure that I'm not making stupid decisions. We're based in research just out of Eltham, which is about 45 minutes north of Melbourne. Right. And we're in about 170 square metre distillery there. Uh, we ferment, distill, bottle, label, all that kind of crap on site. And we've just uh, stupidly taken possession of a... Uh, building next to us and we're hoping to set, set that up as a cellar door which is the hope right um, but yeah not mm. uh, not afraid to play with anything i've imported some blue agave from mexico yeah we've been playing around with agave spirit because i had to and that's been interesting <laughs> and yeah bit of sugar we did a bit of rum i was given half a pallet of muscovado sugar that was out of date so I thought, well, I've got to ferment and distill that. So that was a bit of fun. Sure, uh, out of date. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's just a stupid, uh, archaic rule that mm. everything has to have a use-by date. And it, this stuff, it's sugar, right? It's not going to go out of date. So this stuff was about six months out of date. Hello, darling. Hi. <laughs> hey, Mel. Hi, Hi everyone. How are you? Customers to serve. So I, I couldn't hop on at eight o'clock. Apologies. You missed the I Love Mel show. Oh, God. <laughs> I won't watch it back then, but thank you. <laughs> we do stop yeah. him from doing crazy things. I will tell, applaud that comment. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest idea that he's had that you've Oh, opening of? a distillery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, I can't fault it. Honestly, it's... um. It's interesting working with your partner, and then we added friends, another yeah. couple, so even worse into the mix. Uh, it yeah. does get emotional sometimes, but yeah. uh, we do balance each other out. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, and uh, probably not afraid to tell each other. <laughs> that helps. It sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Does, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care. <laughs> so, sorry, where, where did you say that the distillery was? I'm just looking at a map, and Eltham. Yeah, you need you need to Google Eltham because if you Google research, it'll come up with I don't know, yeah, God knows what the fuck that'll right. science experiments or something. Oh. So because you've got the wanderer north. So that's that's the background that Mel's at at the moment. That's a little cocktail bar. Right. Probably uh, take you on a little tour of the tasting room. Ooh, so great. this is your cellar door or is this actually a little well, it's kind of our cocktail bar, cellar door, tasting room at the moment. It's not on site of the distillery. So right. yep. it acts yep. as all three, but um, a few suburbs away. Yeah, right. So looking at the map, you've also got, well, you'd be a, just a short jump away from uh, King Lake. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we've got uh, Sam and uh, Chantel out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me. Well done on the names. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got another road trip coming. I can feel oh, a road trip. Yeah, yeah. I, guys, honestly, I felt a little bit scarred. I mean, you went up to see Bree and Lee, but you didn't want to come three hours further down the road to see us. Um, it was literally mate, like 
God, these guys are a bit hard every three hours. That, that trip was, we left on the Friday, Friday afternoon, and we came back on the Tuesday night. It was go, go, go the whole time. Um, we had so much fun. We learned so much. I, I picked up, I haven't bought it yet. I'm going to, a thousand liter fermenter tank and a couple of uh, receivers uh, from um, Yak, Yak Creek uh, in Yakandanda. Um, that was just awesome. And uh, we spent time at Coral. We spent the day at the, at the Cooperage, Murray River Cooperage. Yeah. Get your right. ass up there. Um, yeah. It's well worth it. Um, yeah, the, the stuff they're doing there is just next level, isn't it? It's, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's and, the, and the funny thing is, <laughs> John is uh, he's a master cooper. Uh, Andrew Young's a master cooper. Fuck, you put those two together, it's hard to tell the difference. Personalities, they're, they're, they're both larger than life. There's a height disparity. There right? is a height disparity and a, and a width, width disparity. Oh, well. you, <laughs> but it was so cool. Um, just salt of the earth, uh, open book, and it just reminded me of Youngie uh, so much, So, which is so, so cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, we'd, we're going to do another road trip for sure. Um, Maybe I'll come on that one. Yeah, you need to come on that one for sure. We'll take Aussie Craft Distillers shooting the shit on the road. Get a bigger bus. Tax deductible. We we'll need a bigger bus. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look, we, I, I'm sure we. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it out there. St. Luke and Nikki's house. They got a couple of spare rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say stay at our house, but fuck no, that's too small. <laughs> I was going to say, we thought you had a five-bedroom house and we just weren't invited. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you had plenty of booze, though. Plenty of booze. Plenty of booze. Plenty of booze. You need One that. of our bedrooms is so small that I can literally touch all four walls as I reach out. So, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Makes for an interesting night, doesn't it? It, it does. Oh. It just, uh, Mel, so you missed have- out... Um, yeah, you haven't seen my uh, look. Oh, here they are. Green oh. <laughs> Javi is amazing. I don't know what he's going to show us just then. Yeah, yeah, Me yeah. too. He's <laughs> used to it. I would have had to put a, an iTunes warning on that one. Hey, he's gone red. Look yeah. at that. He's gone red. Nick's gone red. I love it. Sorry. Right. <laughs> this face is all right. <laughs> Tell us about the bourbon cast. Yeah, yeah. So all we're right. on the bourbon cast now. Uh, so the bourbon, uh, is it the bourbon cast or the bourbon? What do we got? Bourbon, what do you got? Which oh, barrel? It's, barrel it's number the, 39. It's the piss one. Barrel bourbon, that the one. piss look. Okay, so the barrel bourbon. So that's actually, so that's corn. So 55% corn and we've gone 45% uh, Pilsner on that one. So that's quite, um, quite different. It's more of an American style. Gone in ex gospel Solera barrels once again, and also mixed that with some of the Starwood. Mm. Uh, is it uh, malted corn? Yes, malted corn. So malted corn softer than than corn. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's difficult to difficult to work with. We tried working with. Uh, we had a bit of a play originally with a uh, down at Golden Hills, yeah. and Steve down there is. Yeah, Steve down here was super nice because his match done's much bigger than ours. And I swear at the end of it, I'm pretty sure he was going to throw my head into a fermenter and uh, yeah, <laughs> cut me off at the knees, but that's fine. What was the trouble that you had working with it? 
corn if you don't but yeah it's just sticky shit if you don't yeah. sparge at the right temperature you get it's going to clag up at the bottom it's mm. uh yeah really really difficult to deal with but the results are quite interesting well. yeah. enough at the bottom we can manage to do that with you managed oh. to gunk up your the bottom of your mash tun even without corn in there <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> That's really interesting. Sorry, I'm deep in yeah, yeah. deep it, in mode here. Cordy's ignoring us. Yeah, so it, it does work sometimes. So I get vanilla and green apple and mint and I get green mint. apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Mint, green apple, mint. I get mint. What was the percentage of the corn again? Uh fifty-five percent. So that's sitting at the moment about fifty-nine percent ABV as well. So that's a higher higher alcohol than we've ever gone in a barrel. Yeah, mm. yeah, you can you can tell it's higher, but it's it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, you guys are coming out of the starting blocks, and it's it's like you're the the new the new guy at the athletic track, and everyone's looking at the new guy, and you're just going to take off, and everyone's going to look and go, "Fuck, what happened there? Where'd they come from? How do they catch up with that?" Yeah. <laughs> it must be nice to hear, Mick. Mick's been really. Stressing about releasing the whiskey and not feeling ready and just yeah, just really unsure. So it's the, this sort of feedback. Doing things like this is really beneficial. Well, can I give you some advice? Be yes. Be, yeah, be yourself. But also, for me personally, if I'm in the wrong mental state, I cannot taste whiskey. Uh, mm. So if, if I if I take a dip for whatever reason. Um, I'm off the tasting panel because everything it's tastes hard. like shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just walk around tasting and go, that's shit and that shit and that shit and that shit. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And what, the other what, thing is, the other thing what is you need to do is you need to grow one of these because then you can, it's a contemplation thinger. Is, isn't it? <laughs> I, I've, yeah. Got, yeah. I've got some fuzz, but it's. We don't the, need to know. Yeah. So he'd he'd be doing this though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very patchy, but yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> when when we did the first release, we pulled together a panel of ten people, yeah. uh, no distillers. The assembled. Assembled. The assembled. Yeah, they're called the assembled. We need to assemble the assemble again. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're all still there waiting for. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and they're people in the industry and outside the industry. And because our first release was a vatting of three types of uh, barrels, um, I am. And, yeah, the feedback we got from the tasting panel was really, really good. And we used it on the second one, which was I am too. We even listened to them occasionally. We did, <laughs> particularly I am too, because I road tested it and I was getting good feedback, but there was something not, not quite right with it. And the panel came back and they were 50-50 down the line. 50 said, this is great, and 50 goes, 50% went, we think it needs more work. So, yeah, I, I, my advice is, is assemble a panel um, and just road test yeah, them. Try blind. and find ones that you know are going to give you an open and honest opinion, Yep, whether you want to hear it or not. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And winemakers are cool for that. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We are live on, on the internet, but these are great. They are great. Serious. All of them are great. Mm. And I, I typically don't like uh, a corn spirit. No, I don't. It's normally sweet. Yeah, but that's very, very interesting. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not your normal. It's 
and flavors for bourbon. There's the one over in um in Perth that do oh uh, upshot upshot yeah it, it it reminded me of upshot, and I I was over there and I had a uh I went to the distillery there, just distillery there and I was like yeah that's I get it but it's not from it's not my taste mm. but that's uh quite nice I will take a bottle of that <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's um, you're doing well. Yeah, and you know, thank you mm. for letting us do this because it's the first time we've done anything like this. Yeah. Um, for everybody out there watching, all five of you, or five, um, six. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. We yeah. pick up on YouTube. Don't worry. Yeah, and, yeah, and we, podcast after later. After the fact, after the fact, yeah. um, we'll happily critique your your juice Not again, again, and again. Yeah, yeah. Just send <laughs> it over. <laughs> Hit us up on Messenger and I'll give you my address. <laughs> uh, we'll bring a we'll bring a van down when we do the road trip. <laughs> That's why you're gonna need it. Oh yeah. We're gonna need a bloody driver, I reckon. Well, we have a driver. Oh good. Oh, yep. oh not this time. Nah, so screw that. Oh, I gotta try we, your brandy. Oh yeah, 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 you gotta try the brandy. So we'll we'll tell you the story behind the brandy. All right. Is that is Yarra Valley Pinot wine? So we've got uh, we're actually given some wine from a very very good sommelier who didn't like the wine. He said the it, it just dropped off in colour, so for him it wasn't uh, where it should have been. We distilled that, and with all the sulfurs and everything in wine, what we did is we just gently distilled it, and we've kept that at cask strength. So that's sitting at fifty four percent at the moment. It is quite big for a brandy, but we're absolutely sick to death of people not sick to death it's the wrong it's the wrong kind of like term a lot of people attribute a brandy as grandma's drink yeah but honestly i think there's as much complexity and as much fun in a brandy as a decent whiskey yeah look at the label there you go. now showing the label yeah. look at the, look at the label guys oh that's cool oh, that's right. awesome it's called cut the tops Trying to um, yeah, let's bring a, a new Aussie brandy to the market that isn't just for grandma's Grandma. fruit pudding and you know tuxedo gentlemen with cigars. So yeah. that's yeah, it's and got enough look. dimension to be a beautiful sipping. Sorry, Mel, I didn't mean to cut you. We're just going to no, bring up the image, um, put it on the screen so everyone can see it. I remember when I first saw the design, I went, yeah, that's so you guys. <laughs> it's very cool we worked with a new designer on these on um we're working with a, a different person on the age spirits and it's funny because they were presented to us a few options and we went for the least safe option and he knew yeah. we would like he, he could tell that this is what we're about so yeah this is cool so you so you got food background so yeah. you 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 appreciate the nuances of ingredients in that, but there's also an artistic flair, which resonates with us big mm. time. Um, the artistic cool. element is is a, to me it's a very important part of the way that we're making our products um, because yeah. it just reinforces the stories, um, absolutely, and just art, just art for art's sake, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's really I'm gonna cool. Pull, I'm gonna meet you guys for a sec. I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So, uh, why can so, I? 
Gonna... While, Mal, while Mal's on mute, uh, so Mel actually did her master's oh, honors. Fuck, oh, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> she, I think it was her master's in fine arts. And oh, yeah. So she's a really, really accomplished artist, and she realized after we got together that artists typically don't make any money, yeah. and uh, we. Yeah, so she decided to do a chef's apprenticeship and she won. I'm just going to blow some smoke again because, you know, it's all about Mel. But um, she actually won Apprentice of the Year a few years ago, about 10 years ago, and got to do a stage in Paris as Australia's Apprentice of the Year in a three Michelin star restaurant in Paris. So Terry Mark in Paris. So Mel's palate up until COVID was amazing. And we do not release a product without mouse palette. Right. But, uh, COVID, COVID kind of fucked that right up and she managed to lose her taste buds. And I was just like, holy shit, I can't do this. Oh, no. <laughs> has she recovered? From her yeah. yeah, she has slowly, slowly. <laughs> so she's been working on it and uh, she's actually recently done the W set course. I'm back. Done. Yeah, can you stop talking about me, Vic? <laughs> oh, we love you, Mel. We love you. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about the, about the W set course that you did and your palette. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if I passed yet, so we won't spruik it too much. But I was interestingly that one of the massive things I got out of that was learning how much tasting is dependent on whether you're hydrated. Yeah, so I like, think you're gonna say fine. No, no, that was back in the art school days. Not do that anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, the days that I made sure I was really well hydrated before doing the tastings, I found it so much easier. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's well, apparently like three liters. Because so much of it is the aroma compounds and it's from your nose. It's yeah. that like it it's all affected if you're dehydrated. Right, so don't so do it after <laughs> milling all day. What is that? That's right. <laughs> you're uh, onto the backwards now, okay? Uh, it's Lee's. Uh, it's Lee's. Lee's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky he's not on. Yeah. Oh, 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 sorry, oh, Lee. Lee's he's on. He's on. <laughs> that so guy. I don't know anything about brandy. But this is really nice. But that's very nice. I haven't tasted it yet. I'm just nosing it. Oh. I keep going back to the nose. And nosing I, it, I as soon as you nose it, you can go, oh, well, yeah, this is brandy. Nick, I don't know if you actually said, but so we aged it in the Pinot Noir barrels. No, I didn't. I got caught up on yeah, something talking up. about Mel, I think. He <laughs> <laughs> got caught up in fanboying Mel. Oh, <laughs> You guys want a room? Yeah, that's it. We're going to have to release this one as a Mills and Boone series. Is there, is there one halfway between where you both are right now? Because I think you both need it. That, that, that. Oh, that's so 90s. That's so 90s. Shut up. So 90s, yeah. yeah that's an in-joke. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. No, it's gonna, just going to be like 20, 60. <laughs> I might get it for my what is no, let's leave it there. Anniversary? <laughs> okay, so this is brandy, <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is me trying to pull things back, guys. <laughs> Take note. Um, wow, you opened up that cat. <laughs> what how the fuck do you open up? <laughs> 
seriously, we're not pissed. We've had bugger all no. alcohol, but how do you open up a can? I don't know. We'll try it on. Can you throw Todd under the bus? <laughs> <laughs> I can't find that now. Oh. <laughs> I threw myself under the bus just there, right? I was about to say. <laughs> can, can we remember that line? Why is your pussy open? I don't understand. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, when, when things are going really bad in life, you just go, oh, fucking open up the cat. <laughs> Poor cat. It was terrible, Tilly. I'm sorry. Sorry, this is a very serious thing, right? Our sponsors are going to kill us. Lucky we don't have any yet. <laughs> I don't know. There was a whole list of them on the website. I was quite impressed. We do uh, it. We, we do have sponsors. We just don't know if we've got them all back. I need some more of the brandy. I'm, I'm intrigued by the brandy. Mm. This is not like any brandy I've tasted before. No, it's not like the what is it, Saint Ag- Saint Agnews or something. Saint Argue, <laughs> Argue, yeah. And it's different to Holly's brand. Mm. Yeah, so I, Holly and I, uh, we need to catch up with Holly because I apparently she needs to try her brandy. Have, mm. have you seen? She's uh, over in uh, Cognac and Armagnac. Yes, I've been have following you... her journey. It's oh, incredible! The amount of information that she's pulling. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was an Instagram because I could do a cut and paste and put it in a document, but you can't on <laughs> fucking Instagram. You so just have to screenshot you everything. Say again? You'll have to screenshot everything. Oh, the amount of information she's sharing, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. It, it, it's really deep dive stuff and it's really great. I think it's awesome. Like if they could pick anyone to do that, uh, to get that scholarship, um, uh, it, it's pretty awesome that it was Holly because she's very, very good at what she does. And she's a good advocate for the uh, ADA as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, agree. Wow. Okay. I'm. I'm. That's a. I'm enjoying that. That's a thumb. I'm actually enjoying that. I'm yeah. No. No. Oh, we get a double. A double, yeah, thumb. double thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Shit. I'm not a massive fan of brandy. Myself. It's not shit at all. It's really quite good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our score, Mel, is either that. Oh, hang on. That or that. There's nothing in between. Oh wow! Okay, there, there have go. not been any of those. There's been none of those. Oh, cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Doing really well. And you're doing not it live. That, um, look, not that it would be a problem if there is. Like, it, not everything can be for everyone. No, so, you know. no, that's what I say to people. If if everyone made the same whiskey, it'd be bloody boring. Mm. That's right. It's the diversity of flavors. That's what's exciting. And actually, I think that my sense of people with the brandy is that it's too strong. It's too big. It's too bold. Um, but it, we actually tried cutting it back a bit and it just lost all of its integrity. It was just, it was like, nah, this is, it wants to be big and bold and it's, it's proud of it. And if you don't like it, that's cool. It's not your drink. But no, it's lovely. Mm. Just well, open your mouth wide. Just, just stop it. Just take it in. Mm. I'm getting pastry. Get over a cat with this. <laughs> I get Mel, Mel, Mel pulled me over the coals. I'm like, I get strawberry. And Mel's like, there's no fucking strawberry there. I'm like, I get strawberry. <laughs> yeah, you just said it when I was in the thick of WZ, all right? Like it was. <laughs> getting past- vanilla. <laughs> I'm getting pastry and vanilla. You said vanilla. I'm, I'm getting pastry. Is, you, is anyone get getting strawberry? Am I. <laughs> He's still getting strawberry. Get over it. Move on. <laughs> move on. <laughs> Do you get pastry, Mel? 
Yeah, like that really deeply caramelized pastry mm. where you're like, mm, is it right on the edge? But it's actually perfect. That it's really... like a tantan. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. Mm. If you if you serve that to a whiskey drinker, I don't think you would fuck with their mind too much, to be honest. Uh, we have actually I've sold it. So we do a lot of farmers markets, and I've sold more brandy to whiskey drinkers and they just taste it and like holy shit that is just so different from what i've been drinking lately and mm. you know we've we've had a bit of backlash on the price so for us we've done it at 98 dollars a bottle which i think is quite um, quite reasonable but for us i don't want to sit on it i want to be able to sell it and get people to try our juice what's the um the bottle is it 500 or 700 seven seven for 90 98 bucks did you say yeah yeah. That's more than reasonable. Yeah, it's yeah. super reasonable. Yeah, seriously, I wasn't yeah. with that price. But we've, you know, <laughs> released two. So release one was about seven hundred bottles. Release two, we're looking at about fifteen, sixteen hundred bottles. Oh, wow, it's not, it's not going to be ninety-eight bucks a bottle. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> That's a whiskey lovers brandy. Mm-hmm. That is an absolute whiskey lovers brandy. My, uh, my dad uh loves it with ginger ale and i'm like uh, but i tried it the other day and i'm like you know what i can't argue that it's no you know what i was drinking it at christmas with the um long raised dark soda phenomenal yep that goes with almost everything yeah, though, yeah. you need that? to get some more of that or get yeah. Up right now. Yeah. No, Look, it's it even enjoyable on its own but why would you that need them as a sponsor so they good. send us free samples that's a good idea actually. Yeah. yeah yeah i'll give them a ring <clears throat> um yeah no dark soda that, that, that would be wicked soda. <laughs> what they can soda oh shut up <laughs> yeah no oh, yes. how much have we got in the bank right now we put it all on coasters so yeah, we've got 12, damn 000. fucking good coasters if I do say yeah, so we, myself. We've got about 3,000 of the fuckers. But, um, no, we're not getting 5,000. Oh, was it five? Oh, well, all up. Every time I have an order, I put in like 10 coasters. <laughs> because everyone needs fucking 10 coasters <laughs> with our face Which, on it. That is... I turned up to an event a couple of weeks ago and one of the people running it said, you don't have any of those bloody coasters with you, do you? <laughs> you did. And I said, it just so happens. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> apparently they end up like toilet paper everywhere. That's You remember the ADA conference last, last year? Yeah. So um, we had our coasters. And at the whiskey show, as people came into the whiskey show, uh, Kathy was standing at the door and going, do you like podcasts? And people go, yeah. And I was like, poof, have a coaster. <laughs> you can have a coaster. You, you can, can have, have a coaster. coaster. You can have a coaster. And then the, my claim to fame was at the dinner. Um, so, you know, the uh, collaboration project uh, that, that to commemorate the uh, uh, 30-odd years um, or whatever it was. Um, I so everything. wish I'd entered some of our spirit into that. I was just like so going, oh, fuck. I wanted to do it, and then Mel's just like, nah, and I'm like, nah. It was, no, it was, it was very, it was very cool, but cone of silence. Yeah, no, cone no, of silence. Just, just don't go there. No, 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 no. It was very cool, but uh, there was a bit of controversy over no, the packaging, no, no, no. Uh, which was a lark bottle. But anyway, so 
I went around the head table that had uh, the two um, presenters, the radio um, uh, stars. I can't remember their names. Num Nums and Pasta. Mick Malloy and – no, it wasn't Mick Malloy, was it? No, it was um... – it was. No, it wasn't Mick Malloy. It was, no, it was um, Mick Malloy. Andy, hey, Andy Hamish, 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 Hamish. Yeah, Hamish and Andy. Hamish Blake, and no, it wasn't Andy. Wasn't Andy? No, it was, no, it was Hamish. Hamish, and it was um, some, some other, other dude who's apparently quite famous, but none of us know. Yeah. That. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from the story. So, um, so I went around the the main table, and I opened up every one of the Lark boxes, and I put coasters. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. And there were some pretty important people on that table. <laughs> the funny thing about that is how many were left at the tables at the end of the Yeah, we, we should have just picked them up. Could have I'm sure it. we came home with a handful of coasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably put a couple through the wash, but I didn't throw up on the way home, which so that means I didn't drink enough. Uh, there's your problem. So you're, you're going this year, aren't you? Yes. Mel and I are both going to the conference. And... Um, yeah, I think we're all four of us are going to the gala. Oh, oh yeah, cool, excellent. Yeah, mm. gala, that's an event. And look, if you guys need a place to stay, I'm sure Luke and Nikki will. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. So we're, we're, we're dragging down Marty Pie. He, he's he's yeah. coming down. Um, if he gets grumpy, which he yeah. is the grumpy old man yeah, yeah, on the yeah, on the at hill. Some point in the night, it's going to happen. Yeah, at some stage he's going to he's going to get the shits with someone and 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 crack it, and then he'll he'll just take off uh, and go back to the the apartment. So we booked an apartment close by. Um, we're staying down at um, where are we staying? Some, the Docklands. Docklands. Yeah, somewhere in the Docklands. Um, and we're actually doing the overnight train from Sydney. Which is such a cool way to travel. Oh, it's fucking awful. I, no, the sleeper. I love it. Oh, Absolutely God. love it. It's, you know, first class. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. So I did it last year. You know, you arrive at six in the morning, come out of the station, you're in Melbourne. Um, so Todd and I are doing it's it. saying and, uh, those 100 mil bottles are perfect travel size. You can uh, refill them if you yeah. need. Refill these and make the trip a we lot could. quicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might not wake up in the middle of the night when they pull into a station and the whole thing. Actually, no, no. There was one point I'm sure you're we going around a corner because I was hanging off the, <laughs> the side of the bed. You can have the top part. It's only an issue if you wake up and your flies open. Yeah. <laughs> so while these two are, uh, no, let's up. not do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what time is it? We've been crapping on for quite some time. We, we have. I have um, no idea. What is, um, uh, it's uh, quarter past. We've, we've, we've hit the hour mark. Oh, only just. Only just. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. keep going for a bit. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've covered who you are, how you met. Um, is this our third question that we've asked him? I think it's only the yeah, third. This, yeah. this is like bloody Ned Gahan from Waterford. We went for two hours. I think we asked him three questions. Um, so, what gives you the shits about the industry? Uh, you know what? Honest, I can answer this fucking wholeheartedly. So, what yeah. gives me the shits? And I'm going to get some fucking flashback off a few people from if they watch it. But we we really really struggled when we set up to open up in an industrial three area. We got absolutely fucking castrated, and now there's assholes in the industry, and not all assholes. Assholes is the wrong word. 
but councils are allowing distilleries to open up in people's houses and that really gives me the shits. It's just like, like a, hey, a registered home business. A registered home business. It is not a registered home business industry. It shouldn't be. It should never be. It's We've never blown up. We don't plan on blowing up. But I can only imagine if one of these peanuts blows themselves up. I went to a distillery at a house a few months ago. And it was at a beautiful house. And it was in his office he had a 250 litre still as a registered registered distillery and he had 200 litres of Manildra sitting in the background. His family was above him and I'm just thinking you know what this is just issues uh, issues 100% and I just you know they get producers licences operating out of a house. I do not have a problem and I'm going to I'm throwing it out there to be completely transparent I do not have a problem if you're on a country property over a thousand square meters where you're operating a distillery and you've got a, a warehouse or a a shed. Yeah. I have a massive problem if you're in a domestic block of six or five hundred square meters. Any anything domestic and you're connected to the house, under the house, around the but house. What it, what it all comes back to is how unregulated the industry is in Australia. Yeah. And that councils have no idea what it is that you're actually asking to do. So some say, yep, sure, no problem. That's like baking some cookies. And others go, holy shit, you're going to blow up the entire world. You can never do this. We need to find somewhere in between. Yeah, and some commonality, some yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I understand that, you know, nowhere in Australia does anything the same, whether that be on a a state, a suburb, a municipality level, but we need to find some common ground because that's that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. We're all struggling with these, you know, unregulations. Yeah. I, um, I've just found out just recently, um, so in my LGA, um, they're, they've in the, uh, what do they call it, the EP, uh, EPA? EPA. The environment planning act um whatever it is for the for the region so uh distilleries craft distilleries are now designated as light industry which is a new classification Mm. um now i'm in i'm zoned in uh village yep and under village what's permissible is uh agricultural based industries and alcohol wineries so I got through on the basis that I'm producing alcohol and I'm working with grain, and that's fine. But if I move to another place, I automatically come under uh, light industry, which could be problematic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to throw one out, out to you because this is one that gives me the shits. <laughs> and I've been quite vocal about it lately, right? If... A distillery, no, sorry, if an organization buys new make spirit, right, from a third party and takes it away and sticks it in, in a barrel and releases it after two years as a whiskey, they are an independent bottler or yes, they are, they are an, a whiskey brand. No, they I are not a distillery and they cannot no. claim the status of distillery. No. And we are going to see this more and more where people walk the edge. Um, yeah. And they also use the term the single malt, 
when it's under two years. And so there's one particular uh, company, I won't name names, and they're releasing product. Sure. <laughs> Lee, what was that? I can't mention it. I'm sorry, Lee. No, get off. Go. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not about you today. No, no, I know. Um, but they're, they're, they're releasing their product as single malt, right? They're not saying single malt whiskey, but all their hashtags and everything are single malt whiskey, whiskey, Australian whiskey, da-da-da-da-da. That's deceptive practice. That's it deliberate is. deceptive yeah. practice. And that needs to be called out. I think there's a there's a massive grey area in Australian distilleries, and for me, there's I I really want some more transparency. And as I said, we've got our master stock that we do with our barrels that are you know with our first whiskies that we're not that happy with. That's fine, yeah. but we I don't and I don't see a problem with that because whether or not we do or don't release that at some point to the public, that's 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 a tomorrow me problem. That's not a right now me problem. But yeah. I do see a massive problem. I'd love to see some transparency on labels if it's contract distillery, if it's uh, made in house. I, I, yeah. yeah, it's if something it's we've discussed. Bottling. Something Sorry, we've but, discussed at length. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm I'm hoping, and I think it will come up at the ADA conference. Uh, this whole thing about you know, transparency, and you know, one of the things that oh, here we go. One of the things that I get myself in the big poo. <laughs> one of the just one one of the big poos is, is there's various ways to make whiskey, and one of the ways is to source new make. At one end of the spectrum from a brewery, one end of the spectrum, you ba you basically take a generic wash beer wash off a brewery. You got no say, no control. You just buy it. It is what it is, right? At the other end of the spectrum, you have where you're actually heavily involved in the mash bill, uh, and you may actually even be on premise and, and helping with the process, but you've got total control of your recipe, right? And that's in-house, uh, that's sourcing. No one has an issue, I don't believe, with sourcing. No problem, right? It's a, it's a legitimate way to, to make whiskey, to buy in a wash and distill it. But surely, I'm going to get myself in big poo, surely, if we're all banging on about transparency, should there not be some reference that it's come from a brewery, the, the base spirit, or, or, or something along those lines, just from an origin standpoint of we're talking about transparency, we're talking about materials that we use, all right? Yeah, I, my wash was brewed at... Right, brewing uh, brewery, for example. There's I don't no think there's much it. transparency in Australian food um, labelling at all. Like, I don't think it's just on alcohol. I think no. in, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the artificial colours and preservatives and shit that we're still using in Australia that other countries are banned and that don't have to be declared. It's bizarre, though, because of all the... All the pregnancy warnings that we now have to use, oh, that's yeah. so detailed and that's so specific and the size and the colour and the, you know, yet there's no transparency of where the product is made and what it's made from. Yeah. yeah. No, like, and if, if, if you have a look at Tasmanian distilleries, I reckon honestly every, every time I've gone down there and spoken to any of the guys down there that are making stuff, 60% yeah. at a guess, maybe even 70% are not doing their own wash. And I know Dan Woolley would have an absolute fucking conniption. 
does it affect the product? I think a lot of making a whiskey to me is running through the still and cutting it at the right point. That's that's an absolute huge thing. Have we, you know, and I, I don't hide the fact we've, you know, we've done some of our first whiskies off-site. We did similar yep. to what you, you did, Crafty, independent yep. independent bottling similar, yep. uh, in, independent casks. So we yep. uh, made a brewery had a brewery make it and then before because our still was 175 litres up until Burnsy hooked us up with a big ass fucking still last year Yeah, uh, we did most of our whiskey out at Alchemy right. and yep. you know the, the guys out there they got a thousand litres still so for me I can spend a couple of weeks and make some decent quality whiskey I'm making the whiskey yep. I'm not doing it on my own equipment and for me that's not that's my whiskey. Like I'm making that whiskey, mm, yeah. Because my yeah, still is 175. The difference is you're heavily involved in the in the mash it's process. Actually, you're making it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Whether, you're doing, Whether you're doing it on your own gear or not. Um, yeah. I'm. I want to know because I know crafty on the ADA you wouldn't discuss gin in this context. But I, I, I did it on purpose. I just wanted to focus on my fucking whiskey question. But yeah, yes, go Mel. Go. I understand the focus, but I, yep. I wonder. So I don't know what Mick discussed earlier, but we were when we started. It's we all were, right, Mel. Dead yeah, set. The first forty-five minutes really was just all about you. We love Mel. Anyway, carry on. Carry on. Right. <laughs> That's a so, rare. This is dead set. Against, dead set against buying in neutral. Like, Say that again. He was not going. We were not going to buy neutral in for our gin. He was absolutely dead set against it. Right. And, you know, after a bit of trial and error and realising we actually couldn't make the product that we wanted to if we were making our own base spirit, we yeah. decided to buy in. But there's a, there's quite a few people um, that are very against that process and yeah. it's uh, they consider it not that it's not gin if you're not making your base spirit. So yeah. where, what are your views on that? Okay. So my views on it is... To make to make gin or to make a, make a vodka, it's it's got to be a clean, clean base spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And there's only a certain bit of gear that can make it that clean, right? So you either spend a fuck ton of money, right, and and get one hell of a massive column still, right? Or yeah, you purchase it from a plant that that can make it clean as. Someone explained something to me, and it's really resonated. Base spirits, neutral spirits, are all different. Whether it's grain base, grape base. Sorry, I always get this wrong. Grain base, cane base, or grape base. Right? Yeah. There's nuances of flavour. Right? Absolutely. And your base spirit is not just a, a white palette like a canvas. Canvases are all different types of texture and and looks. Right? So the so you build your foundational for your base spirit, but and then it's all about your botanicals and how you how you uh, get your flavour, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong, uh, in my own opinion, in sourcing neutral. And there's nothing mm. to be ashamed about if, if anyone's getting pinged on their, their base spirit. It's like, honestly, fuck off, right? It, it's, so, so we're yeah. very transparent in, in telling people that we obviously buy in. We use Tarak and we yeah. uh, used to use Manildra and we swap to grape and we're really happy with how that works with our gins, etc. But I yeah. guess 
turning the argument to the whiskey, you know, the whiskey side of the discussion we've been having, how do you feel about then people saying, well, that should be declared on the bottle? Like, should it? Should we have this transparency across the across the different products? Okay, that's a really good question. That, she's good. She's good. Can we throw Tom under the bus? There is um, one, I know there what is you're saying, Mel. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, There's and you're right. Artisan yeah. Distillers Guild in Australia, and yeah. you are not allowed to be a part of that unless you make your own base spirit. And they are very high and mighty about, uh, I guess the the new well, the onslaught of newer distilleries that are not. So, so I just find it interesting. I, I find the difference is with a, with a whiskey with a new make spirit a whiskey new make you have the ability to make that, right, with, with the gear that you've got, with a pot still, right, or a pot column or yep. whatever. And you are looking for a lot of those flavours from the yeast, from the brewing process, Correct. from Absolutely. the grain itself, whereas with the nutrients, you are looking yeah. for a cleaner, a cleaner spirit as, clean, as possible, it, which is, with, has some nuances. So, so yeah. you also it, run it through still to add the... You do run yeah, absolutely. To run so, so as a gin distiller, it's more restrictive in that sense. Whereas a whiskey, you can control everything, but in gin, you can't necessarily control everything. So again, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think they can be compared. No, really, you can't, I don't think you can compare them. But well, the, look, not, not a strict comparison, but just I think it's an interesting question for where we are as an industry and how it. Um, how the transparency and labelling affects, you know, the regulations that we might have coming into play. Mm. Mm. But over overriding all this, and I've had this discussion with numerous distillers, Al, what? Don't oh. ask any of that at KVD. <laughs> Rosemary, please. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, Nina's not our thing. Our, our competitive strength, our competitive strength in Australia is our ability to innovate and we're not a an overly restrictive industry. So we can go nuts. You want to go into a fucking Tabasco wasabi barrel first fill, you can. Oh, fuck, that sounds awesome. I actually yeah. love to go into a Tabasco barrel. It's been done before. It wasn't very successful either. Oh. Um, so that's our competitive edge. So, so we don't want a lot of restrictions imposed on us. So it's striking the balance. <laughs> Right, it's striking the balance, but I do think the whole transparency thing is fundamental to our success going forward, because if we don't, we're exposed and we will get picked off. And you know, the the, the bigger the bigger operators, the international operators that are looking at what's going on in Australia, and there's chinks in our armor that we're going, oh, we're transparent, we're transparent, we're transparent, and we're not. We'll get slaughtered. Yeah. I just I would love to see on a bottle distilled at. Like I think it just has to be as simple as that and that will kind of clean it right up. So if you know, I, I went out to Austral Austra. I was Austra, yeah, 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 yeah. Austral. So, you know, the guys out there oh. are absolutely amazing. Their equipment, yeah, Dave out there, he's his equipment's crazy. Yeah. And he distills a lot of really, really nice juice and the speed that he can distill is yeah. insane. Like hats off to him. This guy, I've never known anyone to take the risk that that guy does. Uh, but whether it's 
Dave or whether it's Tarak or whether it's Manildra or anyone else that does any major contract distilling, I'd love to see on a label the fact that, you know, where it's made. So, you know, Dipsy Hub in Melbourne, Collingwood, they yeah. produce a lot of stuff for a lot of people. I'd love that to be on a label and just go produced at that address, distilled and more so distilled at that address for that clarity. Yes. The only legality of having the address, an address on your label that links back to the owner. I mean, it could be a friggin' PO box, it can be an office. Well, actually, be- I don't think it can be. It can be an office, though. They're like people Correct. use the lawyer's office. That doesn't tell you yeah. anything about. Doesn't uh, tell you anything. Anything, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but if you if you have to break it down to that kind of nuance of distilled at, mm. it's distilled at Craftworks. It's distilled at Imbue. It's distilled at wherever. People can't lie. They can't see through that. And whether they see that on the shelves on Dan Murphy's or wherever else, the people that know will know. The people that don't won't give a shit or they won't care. But mm. the ones in the industry like us who are trying to kind of build and, and build our own brand and kind of create something good, and it really, for me, it pisses me off when I, I you know, you see a lot of craft distillers out there and they say, oh, I'm a craft distiller. And it's like, yeah, you're really, really not because you're getting it made somewhere else and you've just got deep pockets and you're not actually doing anything. You haven't gone through that hard sweat and tears that... that oh, look, let's if, not... We won't um, slag off all contract distillers. No, 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 no. There's varying levels of engagement, but yeah. I think yeah. what you're talking about is the people that just are paying for a service with no engagement, Nick. Well, it's... The, the way I describe it is is uh, uh, Jimmy Fu and uh, Leslie Miller, uh, solicitors, they go, hey, fuck, we can go and buy some neutral spirit. Uh, let's put it in a barrel uh, and let's sell it in a couple of years. Um, and let's call ourselves a distillery, right? Let's, let's call ourselves a distillery. That pisses me off. Yeah, right? you are an independent bottler, or yeah. you are a whiskey brand. You, yeah, you can't, you can't say you're a distillery if you're not distillery. No. If you're not a distillery, and there has been cases in Australia, and I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> there's been one that's been going for fucking years and years and years and years and years, calling themselves a distillery, and they're not. Didn't didn't uh, they just their name? Didn't uh, say it again. Didn't they change their name recently? Let's talk the cone of science. No, no, we're not going to go down there. Uh, but we'll wait until we're off air. What what I was what I was going to say. When I get home, Vic. <laughs> when we wrap up. So I had a conversation with Dave at Ostra uh, seven years ago. I think it was six or seven years ago, and Dave had this vision, and I reckon he's absolutely on the money, and he's been in quiet in the background, but he's got a. As you know, a gigantic operation, right? Amazing setup. Amazing setup. And making some really good juice. Hmm. But he said he believed the future for Australia was blended whiskies. And so he wanted to be the base spirit provider and working with distilleries around Australia to source malt or work with them in collaboration, whatever, and establish a blended uh, whiskey, Australian whiskey. And I think he's absolutely on the money, still on the money. That's that is going to happen in Australia. I mean, uh, 
you know, David Starwood with his twofold. It's yep. fucking genius. It's absolutely yep. genius, right? Where does where does where does blending fit within your uh, distilling or not distilling? Great question. Transparency. Transparency. Yeah. Transparency. Yeah, so, 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 for so, example, if if if, you, if it's so, an Austria I mean, base, Johnny Walker doesn't say what they're blended with. No. So why should we in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I personally, I just think it's so important. And if you are sourcing Austria and you're blending it with your malt or or Tarek and blending it with your malt, what is wrong with saying that? Right. Um, it's just it's what I feel personally feel and and mm. I get I get myself in the poo, um, but I know there's others that feel strongly about this as well. But the overriding thing in all this is we don't want restrictions, we don't want a lot of mm. complexity because it'll stifle our innovation and our ability to do things that they can't do in America, they can't do in Japan, they can't do in Scotland. So that's one side of the business. The other side is we don't want all the work that people put into producing their spirit being taken away by someone who's taking a shortcut. Yeah, yeah, like Leslie and whatever I said. Yeah, uh, Leslie solicitor. and Fu, Fu Wong. Yeah, yeah. Fu Wong, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like, well, why the fuck would you go down the road having a distillery? Why would you just not go and buy and source? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I kind of like, it, 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 there's this real grey area, right? And you look at yeah. Ned, Ned's, right? So yeah. I, hats off to Ned's. They're, what they're doing is they're trying to really ruffle up that, um, you know, Johnny Walker Red kind of comparison yeah. and make it locally. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think the more that we can build and supply local, I think the more, the better it is for the industry, the Absolutely. more employment there is for the industry. Uh, there's always going to be that discrepancy between, and I'm going to use a bakery kind of quote, there's always going to be that discrepancy between the supermarket bakery and the Philippers, the brasserie kind of style of bakeries, those are real artisan yeah. bakeries. Mm. There's always a customer for every every focus, and yeah. whether we just need to be clear as day what what our focus is. And I think as an industry, we need to grow and be completely honest about that. And the more we're honest from the start, there's going to be less of this fooping to whatever is what was his name before that that is going to kind of yeah, Leslie and Fu Wong that's going to kind of step in because we're already going to have that, the market saturation with our locally produced stuff that is honest. And whether I don't have a problem, honestly, I don't have a problem if Jim opens up a distillery and he buys from Austral and he does seven different casks and then he releases it in six years' time as a six-year-age whiskey, but he spent the effort to put it in six casks because that's what he wants to do. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I have a man. big problem with when people don't own it. Mm. I think I think what we're saying now, two things, final takeouts from me, is... We're still an embryonic industry, and we're we're finding our way, and we need to acknowledge yep. that we're finding our way. Um, and the other thing is, what was the other thing? Um, <laughs> well, there is still room for regulation without stifling creativity. That's right? that's the balance. Yeah. Oh, the other I thing I was going to say is, is the we need to have a debate. So we don't need people <laughs> just getting on their pedestals and and bashing other people. Um, no. It's Let's have an adult debate about it, right? And we don't have to rush it. 
mm. right? Let's let's just start debating it and work out where as an industry we want to go and uh, be adults, right? Be respectful and um, engage. Mm. I really do think that's what it's about. And if, if Leslie Wong and you know, <laughs> Leslie and Fu Wong want to come on they board, got married all of a sudden, they? yeah, they might have. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. They can, yeah, absolutely be part of the scene, but don't fuck take shortcuts. Don't try and deceive people because you will get punished, but the industry will get punished as well, and we can't yeah. afford it. No, and and I, I, yeah, hundred percent. 100%. But we are young enough and I don't I I'd hate to see some crazy restrictions come on right now. I yeah, think in 10 years in 10 years time sure start to tighten it up and I'm sure the ADA is going to start to come with some kind of resolution in the next 5 to 10 years of some real solid standards of what is a London dry, what is a contemporary, what is a vodka, what is a whiskey, what is a single malt, what is a blended. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. What is Australian single malt? What is what Australian, is Australian single malt? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. As, as you guys were talking about the other day, it is so grey. Like there's yeah. not, we're not talking black and white. We are talking this shit is so grey right now. It's fucking and, muddy. But the industry <laughs> is so vibrant that I'd hate to actually stop that. I think yeah. the industry will find itself, find its own legs yeah. and, it, we will push out as an industry body people like, you know, you guys and, um, you know, we'll push out the shit, the shitheads. There yeah. are some shitheads in the industry at the moment and uh, I don't know, Mel and I will jump up and down 100% and and make sure those people are known because... We're happy us, to be vocal about all these issues. We're not, we're not yeah. here to, to be quiet. Like, we want to be a part of forming a solid industry in the future of the like it's it you know i look at it i just think the irony of the reliance on distillers to make hand sanitizer to then bring in whatever it was bucket loads from china and us all be stuck with it you know it's yeah you can't say on one hand we are the future of manufacturing in australia and then make it impossible for it to actually happen yeah so, yeah, anyway. Yeah. No, We're happy to jump up and down along with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure as well with the, on the regulation front, it's a matter of priority as well. Yeah. I'm sure priority number one would be the safety side of That's things. That's number one, yeah. So yeah. I would certainly hope to see those uh, under your house operations not be able to happen. No, uh, that that yeah. just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Mm. Um, but it's from the. I think a lot of that stems from a general misunderstanding of what is actually involved yeah. in the industry. Yeah. So transparency about labelling is quite separate to that. I think they're quite oh, yeah. a bit regulation in terms of how do you start a distillery in Australia yeah, and true. what boxes yeah. need to be ticked because currently. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's very, it's council specific. It's state specific. So yeah. that could be. Yeah, it's it's too broad it. and yeah, too variable depending on who's in council at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. One thing I've been thinking about a lot lately too is the Liquor Act. Yeah, you know, when was the Liquor Act? <laughs> Nineteen whatever it was. Nineteen fucking right? nineteen twenty-two. When exactly? Yeah, it was so, still cool to wear fucking girders. 
Yeah, so it's sort of like the uh, the American uh, Constitution, right? Now the Americans oh they, 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 they treat that thing, well, not Americans in general, but a sizable part of the population, they treat that thing as a literal document and they, they live and die by that document, right? And the reality is the way you make whiskey now, I'm, I'm coming back to whiskey, is very... Uh, beer-centric, very brewery-centric, uh, right? How you make a wash. And to make beer, they use all sorts of things. Um, like, oh. what's an example? Oh. Uh, you know, they, they adjust their water chemistry. Mm. They do this, they do that. You know, they add minerals. Um, yeah. Some use enzymes, some add antifoam, right? And you go, you know, should we not revisit what actually is whiskey? It, you know, yeast, water, and barley. Yeah, fine. But hang on a sec. You know, it's like, well, there's other things as well. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's time to personally revisit it. And when I have, uh, when I have not arguments, but discussions with some distillers about, discussion. yeah, it's discussion, you know, whiskey, <laughs> um, yeast, water, and, and barley. And I, and I go, do you use antifoam? Yeah. Well, that's not in the, in the uh, the 1901 liquor act or what, whatever it is so if you use an antifoam uh why can't you adjust your water chemistry you, you know what i mean so I, I i think it goes deeper than that it's just understanding your equipment as well so if you if you're using antifoam well clearly you're trying to jam too much into your still and then you're not going to get the oils you need out of your product if you you know, there's, there's, there's quite a deep conversation that goes way beyond whether or not you're using antifoam. It's like, hang on, do you actually understand the fundamentals of what you're doing and do you have pride and energy and effort into what you're doing as well? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a deep conversation. We better call it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going, to shed, we're going to blow our record out of the water in two hours. Oh, All right, Jesus. wrap it up, Luke. Wrap it up. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us. Yes, very much. Yeah, it's been lovely having a glad you were able to join us as well, Mel. That was great. Thanks for having me. Don't go away at the end yeah. either. No, no, hang around for a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to flash it up on the screen imbuedistillery.com. Uh, and I've been asked to put that onto the website and in the comments and everywhere so that people yep. can get it later on. Yep, we're listening to the feedback, we're going to try and make it better. Um, we have uh, what have we got coming up? Sponsors? No, 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 what shows? Well, we, don't, we, got, we don't have. Uh, we don't have sponsors. What we do? What show? What we have is Epic, Epic in, in the Valley. Valley. Uh, what is it? What is it, Todd? Is it a it's, a, it's it's a valley that's really epic. <laughs> oh, I heard it was epic. It was amazing. <laughs> last year we had 150 people. It went off. Um, the big takeout from last year. Well, some went off more than others. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we need a we need a quiet quiet corner. For campers yeah. to sleep, and we need a noisy, rowdy corner. So we've we had designated zones this year. Mm. Um, it's so bigger than Ben Hur. This one, it is. It is on the tenth, uh, twelfth of March uh, at uh, Daly's Campground in Capity, just down the road from uh, Crafty's uh, Distillery. Ten k's down the road. Yeah, oh, you've had to throw it into March when we can't come up and just like. Yeah, take, I was just thinking that. Yeah, uh, we don't worry with this. A lot of people can't make it because it's the right month. But <laughs> no, it's, you the know right, what? it's the right March, temperature. March, we can yeah. have fires. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. so it's and so it's going to be too cold that you need a fire. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah. We have a we have a ceremonial burning of the barrel. Um, except for last year, I took two barrels down and some fucker threw the second barrel on. <laughs> so I wanted to use it. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave it sitting by the fire. Yeah, man. moral of the story: don't have your barrels too close to the fire. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. There were so many flames. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? Um, moving on, what uh, episodes we got locked in uh, coming up? Fuck you, tell me. I have. I, I don't know who have we got next. Amber Lane uh, coming up in early March. Yep, we got Amber Lane coming up. Um, Hold on, let me bring up the calendar. Shit. No, quarter of off guard. He did. He did. I, I didn't oh, have no. that prepared no. earlier. Dan and Chris from Noble, they're absolute hoots, and I think you'll have a blast with them. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, yes. Okay, so 2nd of of March, so two weeks' time, is Amber Lane. Oh, yeah, Amber Lane is yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. And who's going to be on? Rod. Rod and Phil, or... Just Rod. As far as I know, it's just Rod at this stage. Okay, yeah. They surprise us and bring someone else. Who else we got after that? Awesome. Uh, Two weeks later, we have Manly. Manly Manly Spirits, Dave Whittaker. Yep. See, previously we would go, let's just make sure we can lock them in and not actually say it. I reckon we should actually say it and it forces them to be locked in. Yeah, (laughs) true. Yeah, yeah. Last year, we booked a whole year out solid. And we were terrible at following up. So, <laughs> like a, two days before, like, oh fuck, yeah, I haven't heard from you for seven months. <laughs> yeah, I'm not available yeah. now. Yeah. Who else is coming up? Uh, then we uh, we're getting into the end of March. World of whiskey. What? Can we- you spell? Yeah, well, I was pissed when I put that in. So, world of whiskey, the only, de- you were the only dedicated whiskey shop in uh, in Australia. So we're talking to them there, and yeah. then we move on, and that's it. Nah, that's as and then as in we're May talking. we've got Kate Byron, oh, Eddie right. Eddie Brooks no. from Kate Byron. Oh, Eddie Brooks is uh, top bloke. Yeah, mm. so that's it. We but we've got others locked in. Um, we just haven't got them put in the calendar, so I need to do that. <laughs> need to do that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, wrap it up. So, thank you all for joining us. Thank you again, guys. Imbudistillery.com.au. All these releases. How are you? When? What's your time? Um, May. 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 Cool. So, but, uh, how many? How many of them? Because we had what three. Four whiskeys. Two. We're we're going for a, a double number, number eight. We're, we're, we're going for a, a sherry barrel, which is barrel number eight, and we're launching eight. barrel yeah. number yeah. three. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And Very nice. Are you releasing World Whiskey Day? Shit, I don't know. When's that? May. May. That yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> May. I can't remember World Whiskey Day, but it's May. End of May sometime. sometime. Yeah. yeah That's that. a good day to release. There's a, there's a reason yeah. that was so deliberate. Whiskey day. No, maybe <laughs> before World Whiskey Day, so you can be drinking it on World Whiskey Day, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So do you guys do yourself before a favor you... and get on the mail, mailing list, guys? Which yes, jump list? on the website. In- oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they get on our mailing list, it's not going to help them, is it? No. 
<laughs> Still won't know when the release. We'll have to forward the emails onto them. It'd be a real pain in the ass. Would be. Uh, we would have to have a mailing list as well. <laughs> oh, we don't know. Maybe that's Probably why we've only got five people. I was wondering why we didn't get any fan mail. Hey, what uh, comments yeah, so, did we have from people? Anyway, should we say hi to everyone that's been listening? Hang on a sec. We'll just go through the comments. So there's a few. Uh, the best comment of the night goes to uh, Lucas. Finger bum. Finger bum. Yeah. Finger bum. Oh, what was that in relation to? Uh, oh, I was saying that one of the whiskies had a real pastry, French pastry sort of note. And I think he's <laughs> meant to type finger bun, but I think he meant oh, I think he meant yeah, finger bun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, of course, we had Rosemary yes. uh, chime in that they keep their yeast growing. Why clean your fermenter when you can just get, all, <laughs> get that bit of extra flavour? I have some of their love. It's actually very nice agave spirit. Oh, I have some from the shelf. They're doing some amazing they stuff. They will be at Epic in the Valley. Yeah, they will. Right. And they're releasing something new, I think. Mm. I hope. You know what I love mm. about Rosemary and I can't remember her husband's name. James. Stephen. No. James. <laughs> they actually yeah. ferment on the on the on the husk. So they, they smash it, they grow yep. it, they yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. up ferment on it so their their flavors are really really natural and yeah i hats off to what they're doing because it's completely different from what uh tsl are doing oh it's it's it's, it's fucking amazing. hardcore what they're they doing they're cutting yeah. the cutting the, what do you call it the pinya um yeah. they're walking over the snakes um it's like it's really hardcore and yeah. their their artwork their labels ah yeah, I'm going to show you one. I have a bottle. Hang on. Yeah, grab it. Grab I've it. got all of them. We'll get them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now, it's, now it's the Rosemary. I love Rosemary show. It is the I love it's Rosemary. It's the I love Rosemary show. I love you. <laughs> oh, was it the same one? No, good. No. Yeah. No, Wicked. So Wicked. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, those, those guys are super cool and super natural. So, yeah, hats off to them, what they're doing. They're not trying to compete with I like What I like doing is with the Pachuga. I like to give that to vegans and don't tell them. <laughs> oh, well, there's no kangaroo in here. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, here, you should have a try of this one. They go, oh, right, that's interesting. Why? What's interesting about that? Like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> I still don't get put around the process. They suspend the meat in the they still. They hang the meat in the still and yeah, the, wow. you get the drippings oh, yeah. and the kangaroo's not very fatty yeah, it's not so yeah. it's not as i don't think it ha oh we've lost him we lost me he probably oh, ran out of battery yeah <laughs> probably. yeah that's nah, all good so should... so so rosemary just needs to breed a really fatty root so what would happen if you hang a kangaroo in a pot still and make whiskey probably make a mess yeah <laughs> knowing your process yes yeah. <laughs> It's not compliant with the 1901 Act or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what sort of flavour would add to your whiskey, though. Oh no, we can't do it. No, it I'm not going to do that. Would no, it be? No, would it be right. hoppy? It could, <laughs> it could be hoppy. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that gets to the one for the uh, night. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, you get the prize. Oh. The, 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 <laughs> That's the a best special one. booby prize waiting for you around the corner. There. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> all right. Thank you all again. And uh, please like and subscribe and join us in two weeks' time. Don't go, Mel.
No, stay okay. there. You up. <laughs> Bye, old bye. We're off.